Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. Shaper, you can be established. It's my intro. It's K.O. Kenny. And uh, we're live right here for another edition of Mano a Mano. It's Monday. But you know what? I always forget to do this, yo. Let me get myself a little Barry Horowitz and big myself up and big up KT because we got one of the best shows on YouTube. I don't give a damn what anybody says when it comes to this boxing talk. And I got to remind people, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and uh, support the channel. And then when the show's done, I need you to check the description box here. Subscribe to KT, and also subscribe to him off the link if you're with us live, because he will be dropping it in the chat. So thank you very much. All right, I had to get that little tidbit off of my chest. Kenny, and before I ask you how you're doing, I want to give a big up to JC. Because he's up in here. Got a big up to Nando. Philly Jew Irish. Lennox was best. Get the smoke is with us. Mr. Rack is with us as well. So, yo, let, let's let's just get into it, Kenny, because we got a lot of stuff to discuss today. We got a lot of stuff to discuss today. And, uh, you know, you know, let me just get, get started with what I was up to today, Kenny, and then we'll get started with the weekend after that. Uh I got back from the Shakur Stevenson Robson Concechao press conference, which was at the Prudential Center this afternoon. Prudential Center being the arena in Newark, New Jersey, where the Devils play, the NHL team. And I got to tell you, I got to big it up to Shakur. All right, because I was telling you this right before the show, Kenny. He brought out the Boys and Girls Club. He brought out the public school summer camp. He brought out the rec centers. They were all there, the little kids, man. It was it was great seeing all of these little kids running around, uh, chanting Shakur. You know, he was literally stayed until the end, Kenny, and made sure that every kid that was there, from little kid up to like middle school kid up to like high school kid that had a ticket or a t-shirt or or uh a, a, a pair of sneakers and one kid asked him to sign his Jordan once he signed it all. Kenny, uh, he stayed there. He talked to all of the kids. He took photos with everybody and your boy got a, got a, got a interview with him. I'm going to put that up later when we're finished here with Mano on Mano live. So I just wanted to get that off my chest because it's actually a pretty good fight. It's going to be live in Newark. Hopefully you'll go out there with me for, uh, for that fight, Kenny. And I want to give a big up, to Shakur because he didn't have to do that for those kids. Uh, I haven't seen another boxer, at least recently, do anything like that. And as a kid who, you know, uh, I, I remember when I was a kid, I, uh, I met Isaiah Thomas, the basketball player, and he was like super nice to me and I'll never forget it. Um, and like for those kids, that's going to be a moment they're going to have for the rest of their lives. So big up to Shakur for doing that, Kenny. Sorry to go on for, for on that long one, Kenny, but l- let me know what's good in, in nah. Immundo KT. Don't nah, don't be sorry, man. Don't be sorry. That's the type of great news that we need to hear. That's the type of shit that's gonna bring other fans that don't already watch boxing into boxing. A professional athlete showing them love, talking to them as if they were regular individuals that can also make it to boxing. Not these athletes that act like their shit don't stink. We all just regular human beings. Show some love, show some respect to the youth. 
Sorry about the goddamn police because they wait for every single time that we go live so that they could disturb us in the background. It's all good. It is what it is. But no, Shakur Stevenson deserves all the love and respect that he's getting. I, I trashed him back in the day specifically only not because I didn't like him. I think I trashed him because I liked him too much, but he was fighting nobodies. But, oh, he's fighting people now. He's fighting big-ass challengers. Play no games. I'm all for it. I'm I'm all with that as well. Um, big up Shakur again, because like I said, those kids uh, that were there today at the Newark uh, Prudential Center, they're going to remember this moment for the rest of their lives. And um, he also said, Kenny, that he's out of his own money purchased 100 tickets to the fight and is going to be giving them out to kids so that 100 kids can go and watch the fight with, with Robson. So, um, yeah, very impressed with that. And it is what it is. We're here in New York City. If I did a show on Saturday night, Kenny, you know what it would be? It would be nonstop bachata, merengue. Uh, uh, there'd be some reggae in there, too, some reggae tone. We got all the Caribbean music here in the South Bronx by the stadium, especially on Saturday night when people are barbecuing and having that good that good time right across the street. So it's all good. Look, look, everybody who knows this show know that, you know, New York City is a recurring character in the background, whether it's music, horns, or police sirens. So let's go. Uh, Saturday night, Kenny. Uh, we had a couple fights of note taking place on ESPN. Uh, let's go to the, the undercard first, okay? Um, we we had uh, an, an interesting fight um, between uh, Gabriel... Uh, uh, not, not, I was about to say Gabriel Rosario, Gabe Flores, Flores. Yeah. Uh, against uh, Giovanni, the young kid trained by by Freddie Roach. Uh, well, give me your initial thoughts on that one, Kenny. Uh, and then I'll tell you what I was thinking the whole time I was watching this fight. Please go. Well, before the fight, before the fight, I thought Gabe Flores was going to come in here, not dominate, but do much better than what he did. He. He was not impressive to me at all. He kept on doing the same thing. He had the shorter arms, but he kept on trying to throw the same punches that he kept on getting countered by from the entire fight. He was throwing these, he was trying to, trying to throw like this kind of jab slash hook-ish type of thing that had this little curve to it. Meanwhile, his opponent, I forgot his name, you just mentioned it. Uh, it's uh, His name is Giovanni uh, Cabrera, Giovanni Cabrera. Yeah. Giovanni Cabrera was coming with these super powerful straight jabs and straight punches that were just faster. There was no little bullshit curve to them. He had the longer arms, the, 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 the longer legs. His reach was better, and his power seemed to be destroying, destroying Flores. It is what it is, man. I don't know what to expect from Flores moving forward. I think he needs a new coach with some other directions and instructions to give him. I think he needs to add some punches to his arsenal because the only thing that I saw him trying to do over and over and over and over again that he kept on getting countered was literally come throw this straight type of curving type of hook jab and then come with the straight curving type of hook right hand right across, both of which were getting countered over and over. Yes, he landed it here. and Then he would try to shoot the right hand first and still get countered. It just, look, something's not working. Stop trying to do it. Figure out a different game plan. He had no alternative game plans. He did the same shit the entire fight, and he got hands down destroyed B. I'm surprised he did not get knocked out. 
And then at the end of the fight, you're saying, well, my father was giving me the right instructions. I just wasn't able to fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 motherfucker. Sorry. That was that was, some, that was some Stockholm syndrome shit, the way I saw it. <laughs> his father uh, wasn't telling him shit right to do. I don't know what he was what he was trying to take the blame away from his father for. Like uh he did it in the last fight too. Like he's just blaming himself for not following instructions. Look, Kenny, I, I've held the mitts for you. Uh you've seen me, you've seen me coach. I mean, I've I trained you for a little bit and in the hand game, I know your your strength and conditioning work is second to none. We 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 gotta call this boy out to New York City, bro, because it's either you you either gotta make a U turn or it's time to give it up. Because look, first and foremost, I'll tell you where the problem started for Gabe Flores Jr. leaving the hundred and thirty pound division. That that, yeah. that yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, even at 130, he didn't really look like a big 130. He looked kind of soft in places, and he, he didn't look, like, physically big or physically dominant at 130. So then he goes up to 135, and, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, he was getting bossed by this Giovanni Cabrera. This, this dude, Giovanni Cabrera, was, it was in, like, a martial arts stance for most of the fight, hands down begging Flores to do something about it, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it with the jab. He couldn't do it with the straight rights, like you were saying. He couldn't do it leading. He couldn't do it counterpunching. I mean, he he was struggling the whole night. And first and foremost, like I said, this kid Flores has no business being at lightweight right now. Maybe maybe once he hits 30 or, or, or late 20s, but lightweight right now, it's like you you barely just did anything at 130. What you moving up for? What what are you moving up for, dog? Like, you were not big at 130. You were not, like, no. you know, he didn't have a size or strength advantage or anybody I saw him fight at 130, really, unless it was the blown-up dudes, because there was plenty of those on his records, right? The one, the former 122-pound guys moving up to 130 to, to chase. Look, it, it, was, it was, I'll tell you what, Kenny, too, it was very difficult to watch. It was yeah. painful to watch. I felt I, bad for him. I felt bad from the whole fight. Starting in <laughs> seconds when his ass got dropped. I felt so bad, yo. The, <laughs> he, he was having such a hard time not getting hit. Like <laughs> I know I, I'm saying it in a fucked up way because it's it's funny to me. But he, Flores was having such a hard time not getting hit. And it seemed like everything he got hit with would almost drop him. He yeah. does. He needs to go back down to 130. He needs to work on that conditioning because his conditioning was also a little terrible. We got to. I said it. We got to bring him out to, to New York City. Get Let's him up with that. Coach Kenny. Team up with Maestro. Look, I'll tell you what. We probably be able to do something with the kid. I'm not even joking. He got skills. He, he just didn't have no other plan. He got hard, but we we need to get him strong, lean, and and, and on point at 130. And then hope that Shakur leaves the division and then maybe he could do something. <laughs> as long as Shakur's over there, it's going to be. Can you imagine what would have happened to him if he was in there with another guy at 130 in his state right now, like a Joe Cordina, right? No. Bro, a- any but, one of these guys would beat him. Uh, Shakur at 130, Conceição at 130, even yeah. uh, Valdez at 130, who just yes. lost to Shakur. Any of those guys will beat him. And those are top threes in my, for, for, for 130. Well, one hundred percent. I'm in agreement, and he moved up to one twenty, one thirty five. What? Why? Devin Haney. 
Tank Davis. <laughs> Ryan Garcia. <laughs> George Moses <Cambosis>. Jr. <laughs> uh, I could go to uh, Teofimo Lopez. <laughs> what about... <Loma? laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what are you doing going to 135? There's no future for you there right now. At all. So, and then like... At the end of the fight, then he's blaming it himself and, you know, saying that it wasn't his dad's fault, that he wasn't following any, any, any instructions. What, what instructions was he not following? Unless his dad told him, son, don't, don't even think about moving up to 135. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about that. Maybe his dad told him not to move up to 135. But I, we... I- he, maybe he's blaming himself because he d- made the decision to not switch trainer after last fight. Maybe that's why he's blaming himself because he should have switched trainer and gotten rid of his father after the last fight. And, and now he, he's still going to stay with his father. His, At least that's what it sounded like in the pre- post fight. His, his, dad, his dad damn near got him killed in his last fight <laughs> for not pulling him out. So, look, uh, you know, Maestro Management, 718-618-4284, hit us up. All right. Uh, we're going to get you on that Nico Nico Walsh plan for a little bit. Uh, we're going to be pulling out ob- obscure names out of guys you never heard from, from Argentina and, and, and the club circuit in Tijuana. We'll, we'll find you the opponents. All right. And we'll get, we'll get you back on track. We got to we'll, get you back down to 130. We'll, we'll get them on the Jake Paul pl- plan. We got to find somebody's son, somebody who's famous. We got to find their son. You know what I'm saying? So we could get him in the ring with Flores, and Flores gotta look amazing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll look. Yeah, but he's he's gotta he gotta he's gotta get off of TV, first of all. And we gotta get we gotta get him right. Anyways, that's enough of uh Gabriel Flores Jr. And I, I do hope it turns around for him because he's either gotta do one or two things, make a major change in his team, or retire from boxing. Right. And then we'll we'll get you over to the uh to what well, I don't know what the local community college is over there. We'll start out with your associates, move you on to the bachelors, Stockton Community College. Nando could help me out with that one. I don't know if that's actual place or not, but if you ain't doing it in boxing, we gotta get you onto the Maestro education plan. Get yourself a little two year college degree, convert that into a four year to at a big state college, like the one Kenny Kenny got got graduated from. And we'll set you up with some business opportunities and and, and everything else in the in the legal cannabis world. You know, I, mean, we'll, we'll figure I, I, I don't know. We'll figure I, 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 I don't know. Look, 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 man. If I was Flores before retiring, I'd set myself up in some nice big money fights. Even if I'm a lose, just so I could get some big bread, and then I'd invest those big dollars in something that's involved in boxing. Whether it's opening a boxing gym, opening a training or a promotional company, a management company, whatever the f- do something within the sport of boxing because he already has a name. He's already he's already it's not that he's the most famous dude, but Flores is already known in boxing. So keep your name there. I don't know. Start commentating. Start a podcast. Do what Sean Porter did. I don't know, but stay in the sport of boxing if you're gonna choose to retire. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, we'll get you on the KT plan. You know, KT investments are heavily involved in the you know the multifamily housing units you know get that monthly check every you know we'll we'll sort it sort out maestro management can take care of you son okay either on the physical side of training and the matchmaking or we'll set you up with some businesses but you he need he needs to change change the team around anyways on to the main event kenny we had gonzalez 
All right. Uh, taking on Isaac Dogbe. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that one, Kenny? <sighs> you know, going into the fight, for me, it was another upset. Because going into the fight, I did have Isaac Dogbe winning. But in watching the fight, I thought Joette Gonzalez from round four on ate yeah. him up. He ate his children, like Mike Tyson said. <laughs> he ate him up. And then they stole the fight from Joette and they gave it to Isaac Dogbe. And, and don't get me wrong. Isaac Dogbe was my horse in this race. He was the guy that I was going for to win this fight. I felt he was going to be the sharper puncher to have a higher volume of accurate punches. Not knockout punches, but I thought he was going to have a higher volume of accurate punches that were just going to look sharper, and I thought his defense was going to be sharper. Yeah. It was sharp for certain points, but it wasn't sharp enough to keep Joette and his long, strong punches off of him. There was a couple of points that it even looked like Isaac Dogbe was buzzed. I don't think that Dog Bay won this fight. I think it's messed up that they gave it to Dog Bay. Joette Gonzalez deserves a rematch. He's 1,000% not going to get it. And Robesi Ramirez is calling out for Isaac Dog Bay. And I would love to see that. Robesi oh. eats him up and chews him up. Spits him out. Easy. Tui. I didn't score the fight, Kenny. Uh, it seemed like a close fight to me, though. I wasn't scoring it. I was, I was a little tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I fell I fell asleep during the fight. I was very tired, and then I woke woke up and and watched the remaining of the fight, knowing what the result was. Unfortunately, um, well, it's one of the problems with living out here on the East Coast. You know, these fights start hella late, at least for me. Anyhow, uh, I thought it was a close fight. Uh, I'll rewatch it again. It looked to me like a fight that could have gone either way. Uh, to be honest with you, um, but I don't think that Joette Gonzalez necessarily stamped a clear victory on, on, on this fight. I, I, I think that, you know, it was a better performance than he put in against Navarrete. It was a better performance than he put in um, against uh, Shakur Stevenson, for sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I, it just was missing a little bit of seasoning on top for me to be able to say, Wow, you you really won that fight, um, and, and Dog Bay uh, did didn't do just enough to win. Again, I'll have to go back and watch it, but that was my first impression. Uh, where do they go next? Well, it was an elim- eliminator fight, uh, Kenny. So apparently, uh, Dog Bay is going to be doing business with Ray Vargas. Based on what I saw, I'm gonna keep it real. I think Ray Vargas wins that fight. Eats them up. I think Ray Vargas wins that fight. So That's lunch. I mean, but the way I was looking at it, to be honest with you, and this is no disrespect to either of these two guys, it was essentially an audition to see who loses to Ray Vargas. Because I think Ray Vargas beats both of them, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ray Vargas. We talked about it before his last fight. Uh, he's a very good boxer, underrated, I would say. And I think he's, he's like we said, I mean, he's the Ray. He's the king. He's one of the top dogs at 126 pounds. You know, so uh, we'll see what happens. Um, it looked like they wanted to go to the Santa Cruz fight, keep that shit in house. We'll see what it, how it works out with the cross promotional stuff with Vargas being aligned with the PBC and Dog Bay obviously being aligned with Top Rank. Um, but uh, but we'll see about that. I, I don't think Dog Bay has anything for Ray Vargas. No. If anything, Ray Vargas should steer clear, make a sharp right, and and go drive as fast as you can. 
Why? There's nothing to win in that. There's nothing to lose in that. There's nothing there for Ray Vargas. Dog Bay, uh, 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 Dog Bay and Robesi Ramirez should go and fight because Robesi wants that fight. I saw him calling him out on Twitter. Uh, I'm all for that fight. Robesi and Dog Bay and see and then get potentially a bigger fight after that one, a bigger fight for the belt after that one. Because look, man, Dog Bay was not impressive in this last fight, and I don't want to see that against the king of that division, Martinez. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that. He's going to eat him up. Plus, Martinez is super tall for that division. Vargas. Super, Vargas. Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. My fault. My fault. Vargas is super tall for... Damn, I, I completely killed that. I said the King Martinez. I meant the King Vargas. I apologize, everybody. My fault. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> Vargas is super tall, super long, some super sharp, accurate punches with his arms. Dog Bay got nothing for that with his short arms, short length, and and his footwork, which uh, apparently he doesn't have the gas tank in this high weight class to keep his footwork and his agility and defense going the entire time to not get hit and not get tagged by the punches coming at him. So, look, I don't want to see that fight. I hope it doesn't happen. I'd rather see him go uh, against Santa Cruz, who hasn't fought in that weight class in forever, and get scratch that name off of the people with titles. <clears throat> So I got one other segment to go through, Kenny, before we open up the lines, drop the link over here. People could join us and before we chime in on the next topics for the second portion of the show. But look, I got to keep it real, Kenny. There was a little segment in Saturday night's production, ESPN, that is, that got me mm, thinking a thing or two. It's been a while since we've done a Kenny Reacts so I'm just going to do a little bit of a Kenny reacts. But before we get to that, let me get to the super chat. Nando, one of the day ones, he says, Gabe Flores is Pancito Bajado 2.0. Folks should be a little more skeptical about those glittering amateur accomplishments. doesn't always translate. One thing I will say, though, about Panchito Bajado, uh, Nando, Panchito was blasting dudes out of there. Like, uh, Gabriel Flores wasn't really doing that, but I see your point. But Pan- Pancito Bojado, that that guy was knocking fools out from what I remember uh, back when he was making his, his debuts on Showtime. Anyways, this is a little segment, Kenny, from a Saturday night's broadcast. I want to hear what you have to think about it. Let's go. And speaking of former world champions, as in the former undisputed lightweight champion of the world, the takeover is trying to take back. Tiafimo Lopez will return to the ring on ESPN on August 13th. He'll be up against Pedro Pampa. That fight coming to you from Resorts World in Vegas. Mark Kriegel was with him in recent days. You fought cambosis with a condition called pneumomediastinum. Air in your chest cavity and neck. Doctors said you're lucky to be alive. Indeed I am. And every doctor that sees my report, they look at me like how the hell did you survive that? Should your son have been in the ring? No, at all. The likely cause was a tear <laughs> in your esophagus that started when you were rehydrating. You know, I'm drinking my water. A couple minutes later, my, my tone of voice changes. So I start touching my neck. Next thing you know, it's so swollen that, like, you could tell something happened. I told him, you know, let's go to the emergency room. Let's check it out. He decided not to do that. You know, the thing was that the amount of postponements, the amount of uh, pressure. You put your life in jeopardy. So I saw a little shake, shaking into the head there, Kenny. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, I was wondering. I kept on reading tweets this weekend that said, like, yep, and I thought Teofimo Lopez would humble down and still nothing. And now I understand why those tweets were going out. I haven't watched this yet. But goddamn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> about this one, my dude. I got a lot to say, but we're doing Kenny reacts. Anytime you want me to pause it, just raise your raise your hand up and I'll pause it. Here we go. Humble himself, Joe. Uh, yeah, you know, hey, I I made a choice, right? Should it be your choice or your coach's choice? A fighter's gonna go out, fighter's gonna go out. That's what the decision is. I should have never let him fight. I should have taken control over the situation more. You know, I let other people dig, dig. that huge contradiction between both the fighter and the coach, and which is also the daddy, which is also the you know family member who's person personally involved and also business wise involved. Huge contradiction between both of them, right there. They both need to get on the same level, and I don't think I, I'm starting to uh, fall on the plate that you know, after a certain level, a, fa- a, a, a fighter's father should not coach him or train him or any of that. A father's uh, a, a, a fighter's father, I'm starting to think, should fall all the way back and get some professional, straight business, non-personal help for their fighter slash son. Let's keep going. Take things that they should not happen. Wasn't it your responsibility to say, we ain't fighting? I did tell him. I told him that even inside the, the, the fight. But isn't it round. your responsibility to overrule him? He would have never talked to me. Got him. Kriegel got him with that. Never <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. Get out of I here. I look up at the lights and I just say to God, I need your help here because I'm about to do something that you know I'm not built to do. And that's quit. Three rounds later. I put that little bitch in his knees. Was it a mistake to fight? It was the greatest choice I ever decided to do in my life. You almost died. Good. Good. (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. I don't want to watch no more. (laughs) It's too much, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny couldn't even take any more. We had to stop. He he said, you could have died. He said, good, good. I should have died. What? Uh, Look, let, let me just get, let me just roll off a couple of them, Kenny. Uh, if his health was on the line, right, and you're the dad and you're the trainer and you're like, yo, you need to go get medical attention and he doesn't do it. What do you he refuses to get medical attention? What do you do as a father or or as a coach, Kenny? Because I know what I'm doing, but let me let me hear what you do. Father and coach. You're not fighter, you're father and coach. Being father and coach, those are two separate roles, and there's two separate reactions that I will have, and I'd have both of them. Go. First off, I don't care how old you are. You my son as a father, bro, there's no way you're going in that ring and dying. I don't care what you, bro, don't make me take my belt off. Don't, I'm, te- I'm telling you what you're going to do with your life. I'm not asking. I'm telling you you're not going in that ring because you're not going to die. I'm your father, and as your father, I'm here to protect you from your own self and from your stupid-ass mistakes. I ain't letting you go in the ring. That's how I'd react as a father. 100% I'm in agreement. I, oh, really? You're, you're having these significant health issues? You're not fighting. Oh, but dad, but dad, fuck out of here. You and, and, then, and then, and then later on, Kriegel goes, yo, but why didn't you just not take the, like, you're the dad, you're the trainer. Like you should have, and you let him fight. It is a war. You wouldn't have ever talked to me anymore. <laughs> what? That's your, a, that's your concern. That's stupid. That's your, con- that's your concern. 
as a trainer. And and then El Pinche Punch says, and then at the end, he's like, yeah, yeah, it was best decision I ever made. I could have died. What? Bro, as a coach, as a trainer, as a dude involved in the guy with business, I'd be like, look, bro, I'm going to tell you this much. I'm going to go public. I'm going to go in the public camera, and I'm going to tell everybody. I am 100% completely against Yelfimo Lopez fighting with this heart condition that he has. I will not be in his corner on the night of. I have signed contracts. I have moved myself from his team. I refuse to be in the corner of anybody that can die. I refuse to have anybody die on my watch, on my business, on my work ethic, on what I'm supposed to be the smartest man teaching his motor. I refuse. That's what I do. And I will no longer be working with Teofimo Lopez if anybody wants to hire me and wants to be a great fighter that is also protected by my great work ethic, then come sign on with me. That's exactly what I do. Teofimo Lopez can kiss my ass. I mean, seriously, like he's he's carrying your name, like first and second. And you're you're saying that you put him into a fight that you knew that he could die in and that you did that because he wouldn't talk to you again if you had decided not to do that. I mean, that that's just the L. Now, here's the question, Kenny, and I'm going to ask you this before we move on. Is this all cap or is it stupidity or is it both? Uh, is this health condition like more than – are they making it out to be more than it actually was? Is this just an excuse or, or is it just stupidity? Because they're still saying, and what you didn't see because you asked me to stop it, he goes on, Kenny, to say that Gambosis didn't legitimately win the fight. He goes on to say that Gambosis, like it was a, it was a, it, it, the fix was in. Yeah, you don't believe me? I'll show it. This is terrible, man. We, we, go, we go to it right now. We go to yeah, it right yeah. now. Here we go. To realize how dark and bad people really are, because I won that fight. Regardless of the matter of the fact is, the referee knew so. He raised my no. hand when they called out Cambosis. As a fighter, you have to beat the champion. He didn't no. do enough to beat the champion. Who beat you then? The only person that beat me was myself. And that's it. This is my sport. I have something that all these fighters do not have. That it factor. And that's why God has blessed me to come back and do what I do best. I don't think he'll ever be great again. I don't think I don't I I I don't know if I ever see him being a good champion again. Not with that attitude, not with that behavior. That shows me that you're too full of yourself. You're past and beyond the point of you're trying to be in the gym working on your craft. Now you think you're too good. Now you're floating above the clouds. Now you're a god. Fuck out of here. I don't know if I ever see him being a champ again. Not with that stupid attitude. Not without him humbling himself down. Not without him understanding that he lost that Cambosis fight because he went in there with the wrong strategy. Not the coaches, not the refs, not his father, not Cambo. Nobody lost that fight but himself. Wow. Look, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, he's delusional. Is it stupidity? Maybe. Is it delusion? 100%. Is the medical issue being made out to be more than it was? I don't know. We don't but know. We We're don't know, but, but I'd rather believe that, that that you're capping and believe that you're dumb enough to put somebody into the ring when they could die and that that person's your son. So I'm hoping it's cap. Medical records aren't public, right? No, they're private. Yeah, if they was public, if they was public and I was George Cambosis, I'd use some of those millions that I won in that fight to expose his ass. Put those, put those medical records public, goddammit. All of but, these, but, it, but it's not possible. And then he's like, "Yeah, he put that bitch on his knees." Well, what happened to him in the first round? What happened to him in the first round, Kenny? 
I and mean, what, and what makes him a bitch? I don't know. He went. He went to your hometown from Australia and took all your title belts. So I don't know what what kind of what. I don't know what level of business is involved in that, like, personally. I, I, I love Lil Penny's comment. Right? I beat that man, uh, uh, Adrian Broner. I beat that boy. Everybody knows I beat that boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I was actually going to ask you about that, too, about the the, the, the Broner walking out of his, his – uh, his press conference because they were holding it remotely and not in person. <laughs> I love it. I love that energy, bro. I, I love that energy. Look, man, at the end of the day, that's big, that's big dog energy. That's top dog energy. And I'm all, I'm all for that shit. Look, it's true. Yeah. Okay. COVID maybe start, be starting to pick up again in the monkey pox and whatever the fuck else is going to come up on the horizons. Cause apparently this is the day and age for, uh, pandemic type of diseases, but uh, you gotta be doing something very specific to get monkey pox, and I don't want to talk about what that is. <laughs> on this channel. I don't think you're engaging in that, Kenny. And I'm a happily married man, so I I know I'm not engaging in it. I know you're not, so I think we're good no, on, on the on the monkey pox levels. But um, no man. But uh, but yeah, I, I thought I thought that was pretty funny, bro. That he walked out of the press conference. He's like, "Yo, they're not doing this to Floyd. They're not doing this to these other fighters. Why are you putting me on on a remote uh, a broadcast? I'm, I'm I respect out, it. I'm up out of here. So I th- I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I respect it, bro. I 100% respect it. And if I was him, I'd do some, bro. I'd do some other shit and. Go to create my own crowd and bring my own camera and do my own goddamn press conference of my damn self. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you're saying. Now, what I don't understand, I'm going to have to watch this back because I did not see this. Nando, salute to Nando for bringing out the news. Did you guys hear Bernardo Osuna and Andre Ward get into it a bit with each other this past Saturday? Andre told the producer off air he wasn't sure why they needed Orsuna or Tessator anymore. Um, I'll be honest. I feel that way about Tessator. I don't necessarily agree with Osuna because Osuna's doing his thing. And also he's, he's the one guy on that broadcast that speaks Spanish, which is super importante. Cuando viene el boxeo here in the United States. So I, you got to have at least some guy on that broadcast that speaks a little Espanol, I think. Um, not, not, not only that, bro. I'm going to have to go ahead and, and, and say that mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even hear the argument, but I'm all for Azuna. I'm, I'm against Andre Ward in any fucking thing he does. Anything he says. Fuck all that. He talks too much shit. I don't like that, man. Fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> wow. There you go. So there you go. Look, so... Um, Look, Kenny, we've got a fight this this Saturday. I'll be attending it. I got my credential via email today. Actually, last week. We're talking about Danny Garcia live at the Barclays. He's going to be taking on Jose Benavidez Jr. I'm going to get things started with this because I got a question. It's going to be a recurring question for you for the remainder of this episode of Mano a Mano. Right? Meaningful or meaningless? Is this a meaningful fight, Kenny, or is it a meaningless fight in the world of KO Kenny? Well, it depends uh, for who. If we're talking about for Danny Garcia, I think this is 100% meaningless. 
if we're talking about for Benavides, then this is meaningful because if he beats uh, Danny Garcia, then he can say, oh, I'm I'm a true 154 pounder, although Danny Garcia's never fought 154 at 154 pounds, but he was a champ at 147. He does come up with a name. He, you know, you understand what I'm saying? He is a, a bigger money opponent. There is some money there. There is some merit that he gains from potentially beating Danny Garcia. So he can talk shit and potentially get himself in a bigger fight. Benavides Jr. That being, if he does win, for Danny Garcia. There, this is a useless fight. There's nothing in this. Like, what, what, what is Danny Garcia gaining from this besides potentially some money? Benavides Jr. is the nobody at 154. And if I was Garcia, I'd be wanting to fight some of the top dogs. I, if I was Garcia, mm. I, I, I know that Charlo just signed up to fight uh, Sue. But <laughs> if I, yeah, if I was Garcia, I'd go up there looking for one of the top dogs. Sue, Castaño, uh, but Sue's already busy, so I'd be going after Castaño, or I'd be going after the dude who previously lost against Castaño. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, the, the guy Castaño took the belts from. Tall, lanky, long arm. I'm terrible with names. I'm going to go look it up right now. But I'd be looking to fight one of the top dogs. I would not be looking to fight a nobody with no belts, with no name, who got shot in the leg, who's coming off of some terrible losses and a big-ass loss to Terrence Crawford, the guy who you want to potentially look better than yeah it's a it's a word for this fight i don't know why you're not calling for your favorite fighter at 154 tony harrison yeah right that's not not, but that's a good fight that's a great fight for him being former world champion tony harrison that's a great fight for him i agree right um they got madrimov there but i know he's with with matro right um so i i I don't i don't know man it's it's I'm going to the fight. I'm interested to see where Danny is. Uh, I think Benavidez Jr. is talented but limited because of the injury to his leg. Uh, For a fight fan, I'm going to have to go overall meaningless fight. For a hardcore fan, we watch everything. But general sports fan, it's definitely kind of a meaningless fight, if I'm going to keep it real. Uh, Because really, you think about it. What does beating Benavides Jr. really say about Danny Garcia at 154 and his chances to win a title against a Charlo? Nothing. Not that much. Nothing at all. Not that much. And uh, to his credit, uh, they were asking Roy Jones Jr. on the Pro Box TV podcast. I'm a big fan of that show. You know, whether he's impressed with Danny Garcia going up to get another title in a third weight class and he's like, no, because he's got unfinished business at 147. Yeah. How can you be impressed with somebody moving up another weight class when they didn't establish themselves as the best in the previous weight class? Yeah. Like, finish what you got to do at 147. Plus, this was a guy who moved up from 140 to 147. He was never really big at 147 anyway. So in the grand scheme of things at 154, I got to go with meaningless on this one, Kenny. I'm I, gonna I, go. I agree. It's probably going to be entertaining, but meaningful in terms of the division itself, I, I can't I can't give it that. I can't give it that. Any any disagreement there? No, no, I wholeheartedly agree with, with you. The only for me, the meaningful fight in this division for Danny Garcia would have been him fighting Patrick Teixeira. To hit Teixeira, yeah. Because yeah. Patrick Teixeira was the guy who lost the belt to Brian Castaño. 
then Brian Castaño lost to Buster Jamel Charlo. So if you asking me, I'd go against Teixeira, beat Teixeira potentially. Then I'd go after Castaño, try to beat Castaño. And I'd be like, look, Charlo, I beat all your past dudes. What's good? You, you, you have no reason to not give me this title shot. And if you lose to Charlo, who gives a fucking fuck? He's the undisputed champion at 154. It'll be a huge money fight. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, my route. I know exactly what you're saying. So moving down. The, so look, I think that he should win the fight, Danny Garcia, what it sets it up him up for. I really don't know, because when you look at the rankings at 154, it's like. Do you see him taking on uh, what, what are we looking at here? Do you see him taking on Sebastian Fundora? He's with the PBC. Hell no. Sebastian Fundora is a problem for anybody. Big problem for Danny Garcia, Sebastian Fundora. Huge. You know, that's a big problem for for him. So I don't know, man. It's like, where does he go from here? Which is why, because it's not setting anything up, obviously, I can't really, I can't really go all the way to meaningful fight. I can't do it. It's It's not setting anything up. So moving down the list. Uh, Chris Billum Smith versus Isaac Chamberlain. This is one for our guys out there in the UK. Uh, it's for the EBU cruiserweight title. Meaningful or meaningless, Kenny? <laughs> Don't worry, that's pretty, that's pretty Don't meaningless. Worry UK fans, they'll understand. Nah, they'll that's understand. pretty meaningless, bro. That's pretty meaningless. I'm All sorry. right, here we go. Going down the list, we got Josh Kelly, July 30th, against Lucas Batista. This is on Channel 5. Meaningful or meaningless? Meaningless. I got to agree with that one. Uh, August 6th, Michael Conlon against Miguel Mariaga. ESPN comeback fight. Meaningless. Mariaga, his last fight got destroyed by some no-name nigga. Like, no, stop it. Why, why is Con- I get it that Conlon is coming off of a loss, and he's trying to, I guess, you know, get himself on the right steer himself in the right direction again i get that cool but mariaga just got his ass beat you should at least fight some you know i don't know i don't know jake paul is a cruiserweight fight versus hasim rachman jr august 6th here in new york city meaningful or meaningless probably the most meaningful fight that you've mentioned so far although it's super meaningless I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta go with with uh, with meaningful, and I'll tell you why. Jake Paul's. I believe he's one of the top three earners in the sport, and we're gonna get to see whether this guy's a legit boxer or not. I think this will end all debate on whether or not Jake Paul is a real boxer. So I'm actually gonna go with meaningful on this one. Uh, August sixth, Kenny, a guy that we're both. We're high on. He didn't make weight for his last fight. He had some health issues. Virgil Ortiz, Michael McKinson, meaningful or meaningless? Uh, this is one forty-seven, correct? Meaningless. Yeah, one forty-seven. You don't meaningless. Like- no, it's a, it's a great fight. Don't get me wrong. It's a great yeah. fight. I thought Michael McKinson looked really good his last fight. We were supposed to see these two guys fight already, but regardless of how good of a fight it is. And I get that Ortiz is coming off of his stomach injury situation. I understand all of it. 
But Virgil Ortiz is at the level where he should be knocking on the door of a title fight, not uh, fighting potential big prospects. It, it, it is what it is. If you ask me, it's meaningless. I, I get it. He's not going to get the Spencer or the Crawford shot right at this moment. I get that. But those are that. That's where he should be knocking on those doors. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see him in there against Boots Innes. I'd like to see him in there with David Avenician, who Nando brought up. You know, I'd even like it to see him in there with Connor Ben. You know, but Connor Ben is about to take on uh, Chris Eubank Jr. in the king of the meaningless fights. <laughs> that's that's like the biggest meaningless meaningless fight that's out there that I've been hearing about. Although it's not on the official schedule yet. Uh, British super lightweight title, August 6th, Dalton Smith versus Sam O'Mason. Meaningless. I don't think we got to spend too much time on that. I heard that the Oscar Rivas fight has been postponed, although it's still on the schedule, so we can skip over that one. Here's one that we kind of talked about earlier, Kenny. Teofimo Lopez versus Carlos Campa. Meaningful or meaningless? Meaningless. What will it mean something if Campa beats Lopez? Oh, definitely. That's the only way it'll mean something if Campa beats Lopez. Uh, Lopez has nothing to gain from this fight. He's just stepping into this fight like, oh, let's see if I can handle punches at 140. Let's see how my arms length is. Let's, let me see how I do after against a 140 pounder. No, bro. No, bro. We good. He was talking I mean, about he was talking about Taylor. He was talking about Progre. He was talking about Ramirez. He was talking about all these guys, and he ends up fighting Campa. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling to make sense of this Kampa move. Uh, Kampa is rated 11 by the WBO, uh, and he's unrated by the WBC. He's not rated in the top 15 with the WBC, with the WBA, or with the IBF. So, I mean, he's taken on a guy ranked 11 behind uh, Danielito Zoria. And Cesar Francis and a bunch of other people. I mean, meaning meaningless fight, yo. I, I would have, you know, what about Liam Pato? What about you know uh, Jose Ramirez? Like, take somebody on. I mean, uh, this is not a meaningful fight. Uh, but let's get back. It's to- even Sandor Martin, who beat yeah. uh, uh, Garcia. Yeah, one hundred percent. But, you know, based on what I've seen, this this dude is delusional, man, and is dead. So we'll see what happens. It's meaningful in that sense. <laughs> Alexander Usyk for the IBO, WBA, WBC, WBO heavyweight titles against Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia, August the 20th, Kenny. That's the most meaningful fight mentioned thus far. I agree. The, the, the definitely meaningful. Emmanuel Navarrete, same day. Defending his WBO featherweight title against Eduardo Baez. Uh, I guess because it's a title fight, it's somewhat meaningless. I mean, excuse me, meaningful, right? But uh, it's fairly meaningless at the same time. Eduardo Baez, ranked number eight, WBO. Uh, I don't even see him, IBF. I don't see him WBA. It's only, I agree with you, Kenny. It's only meaningful because there's a title on the line. Let's go to the next one. Adrian Broner, Omar Figueroa. This is the yeah. Heartbreak Kid's older brother, by the way. Brandon Figueroa's older brother, Omar. Uh, fairly meaningless, but... Uh, 
by name, it will be super like it's gonna be an entertaining one. I feel okay. The 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 trash talk that's gonna ha- come from Broner's side and the beatdown that Campa's gonna excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, it, it may end up going that way. Listen, I gotta keep it real. I didn't like this fight when I first saw it. Jose Pedraza, Richard Comey at one forty. I don't like this fight for Richard Comey. One forty. Yeah, I mean, he's a lightweight. Like, why are you going up to 140 against Pedraza, who's coming off a loss? And why are you, Pedraza, coming off a loss, taking on a guy who just lost at 135 to Loma? Meaningless fight. I don't understand it. I, I don't know why their their management teams uh, greenlit this. I don't like it at all. It's a meaningless fight. And it's it's going to have serious <laughs> of negative consequences for the guy that loses. Let me just put it to you that way. That, that, that I wholeheartedly agree, although Jose Pedraza was con- kind of already on a downward trajectory with his last couple fights. Uh, yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, he looked good. He still looked young. No, he lost. He, he lost and he convincingly lost. Richard Comey's going up in weight. <sighs> Maybe he's chasing Teofimo Lopez. Who knows? I, I, I don't see that being the case because Teofimo Lopez is just a trash-talking fool these days. He's yeah. not even a champ anymore, so I don't see that. But maybe he wants to advance that loss. I don't see the reason for him going up to 140. May, or, or maybe he's getting older and says he can't make 140 or 135 anymore. But at the end of the day, look, man, uh, you get yourself a nice uh, conditioning coach. All of these boxers will be able to make their weight classes easy. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I don't understand it. I'm trying to speak to Andre Rozier about it. Reach out to him through my brother Hans. Uh, out there in Brooklyn. I don't understand why they're doing this fight. Anyways, moving on. Andy Ruiz Jr. I know you were very uh, impressed with his physical condition recently, Kenny. You know, he's nope. reached out to me, told me he's looking ripped and ready to go against Lewis. <laughs> Not at all. I know you're a big fan of the uh, of the elevated uh, shots, you know, the Instagram shots when it's from, from that side. I know you're a big, big fan of that. But he's taking on Lewis Ortiz... Uh, he's got a new trainer. Um, he's got a new gym that he's working out of that he runs himself. Um, I don't know if there's a taco stand outside, maybe. Or a I Snickers bar. Or a Snickers bar. There's probably, there's, probably, there's probably a Snickers vending machine on the inside. Uh, meaningful or meaningless? Meaningless. Andy Ruiz is a fool. Luis Ortiz is way past boxing. Luis Ortiz should have retired a couple of fights ago. Shit. After he almost lost to Charles Martin, he should never consider going in the boxing ring again. I got to be honest with you. To me, this is a meaningful fight, and I'll tell you why. (sighs) Loser leaves town. Bro, they both need to leave town. Loser leaves town on this one, Kenny. If Luis Ortiz loses to Andy Ruiz, it's over for him in terms of talking about him Fighting for a title. I don't know about that. Andy Ruiz is a great fighter in better shape and 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 younger and better conditioning than Luis Ortiz is. Kenny, Luis Ortiz was a. You said loser gets out of town, bro. Luis Ortiz was five towns down already, and Andy Ruiz was like, "Yo, look, yo, Luis, RJ, I need you, bro. Come back, please. I need. Let's get some money. I need you to. I need to beat on you for this fight. Just come back so I can beat up on you and make some big money." Yeah, and again, if Luis Ortiz loses, he ain't getting a shot at the heavyweight championship. Again, it's not happening. He never was. <laughs> he never was. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a point. Look, let's move on to the next one. I'm going to lead it this one. I think it's it's definitely meaningful. I, I'm looking forward to this fight more than I was to Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, and I'm not even going to be going to really? this. Really? Woo! 
The blood, the bad blood is real, Kenny. I've been saying this for months. And Clarissa Shields, her last loss, amateur or pro, was to Savannah Marshall. And Savannah Marshall has been knocking out women that have gone the entire 10-round distance with Clarissa Shields. Plus, like I said, the bad blood is real. The face-offs are real. The The chat in the press conferences is real. This is a meaningful fight, and I can't wait for it. Hell yeah, I'm more excited about this one. I hear you. It's just that, yo. Yes. I saw saw Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano the other day, and I was like, wow, this was such a good fucking fight. Wow. It was. I I was so impressed. I don't see these girls doing better than what Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano did. At the end of the day, if you if you ask me, Clarissa Shields is an amazing, talented boxer with not as much power as Marshall. Marshall is not that great of a boxer. Mox, Marshall just has power. Marshall does not have a crazy amount of defensive skill and, and boxing ability. Marshall just has power. She's got she's got skills. She just hasn't needed to use it, Kenny. Oh, we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. This, this is gonna be a good fight. And it's, a, it's a meaningful fight. I, we both agree it's meaningful, though, oh, right? That, that's a fact. That's a okay. Fact. Well, we can agree on that. Let's go to the next one. Saul Canelo Alvarez. He's taking on a guy who I've labeled the most overrated middleweight in the history of boxing, Gennady Triple G Golovkin. Uh, He just fought at 175. He's fighting a guy that's moving up from 160. They're fighting at 168 for Canelo's titles. A meaningful or meaningless fight, Kenny? Gennady Golovkin taking uh, taking on Canelo. It's a little bit of both. It's uh, meaningful because there's four belts involved. Mm. It's meaningful because the arguably the best boxer in boxing currently is in is fighting in this fight, and a, a huge fan favorite in Triple G is also fighting in this fight. Who who has skills? You know, as much trash as we like to talk about Triple G and his resume, Triple G is a skilled uh, boxer. Very, very skilled, fighter. very skilled, very overrated. Now, extremely overrated. Now. It's it's also very important for the Mexican community and for the Kazakhstan community. Now, for the the hardcore boxing fan that has seen this fight twice and probably rewatched the two times that has happened, like six times each, I would say is meaningless because they're all tired of watching this. They don't want to watch it anymore. Fans like me, though, I am super excited, and I hope, I hope somebody gets knocked out, whether it's Canelo or Triple G. I don't give a fuck. I'm nobody's fan, although I love them all. <laughs> well, Lennox is saying that Triple G is one of the best middleweights ever. I, I, you must have Jermaine Taylor and Kelly Pavlik on your list, all right? Because if you if you think that he's one of the best ever, I don't I don't what I don't know where you're rating Ke- Kelly Pavlik and Jermaine Taylor because they were they were undisputed middleweight champions of the world. So where are you putting them? In front, behind the triple G. This is why I say, this is why I say overrated. Because I guarantee you, Lennox was best. Is going to tell me in the chat that Triple G is better than Kelly Pavlik and Jermaine Taylor. And if he does it, I don't want to use the sound effect, but it will. It will happen. It will happen. Just, I'm begging. Hell no. Begging you. Let us know what you think. He just Kelly said Triple G would give Hagler problems. Get out of here. What? He just, he just said Triple G would give Hagler problems. Nah. What? 
Nah. <laughs> he, you, you just, that, oh, he, here we go. Triple G is better than Pavlik for sure. Really? Really? Based on what? <laughs> Stop it. And I have no idea how Zuldo has brought his way into this conversation. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Let's let's we got we got a couple more fights to go through, and then we'll get into Zuldo. So the last fight to go through over here is Shakur Stevenson, Robson Conchecao. I was I was at the that that press conference today in Jersey, Kenny. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. That's a meaningful fight. I thought Robson beat Oscar Valdez, right? And now Oscar Valdez. Having lost to Shakur, Shakur's taking on the guy that a lot of people, including me, felt beat Valdez. And it's for two titles. It's a meaningful fight. It's it's a unified 135, sorry, 130 pound championship fight. And I asked Shakur about it. I said, listen, what about Cordina? What about Tank? You're going to have to wait for the interview because I'm going to drop it later on today. Um, but those are the fights I'd like to see him in there with. However, having said that, this is still a meaningful fight, in my opinion. Kenny, what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to go on ahead and agree with you and also disagree, right? For me, super meaningful fight because exactly what you said. I thought Conceição beat Ortiz. Uh, 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 Valdez was it? Yeah, Valdez. Excuse me. I'm terrible with names. It happens to me all the time. Um, I thought Conceição won. And I thought that the last fight should have been Shakur versus Kosei Sao. I also think Kosei Sao is way more dynamic and has way more uh, defensive boxing ability and angles. So, look, it's, I think it's going to be that much of a better fight. I think it's a very important fight for boxing and for myself as well. But I do also think that it is rather meaningless, specifically only because I think that he should have been going on and attacking the other dudes with belts in that division to become undisputed because he is talking about moving over to 135 after this fight. And if he does move over to 135 after this fight and never becomes undisputed, to me, that is a huge disappointment. So that is the only reason why I say it's meaningful and meaningless because as much as I love this fight, Conceição Style doesn't have nothing to offer him besides a little bit of bragging rights. He doesn't have any belts for him. Well... Uh, I I understand what you're saying over there. Uh, he doesn't have anything to, to to offer him necessarily in terms of belts, but of the guys that are available, uh, I think that it's the best guy that he could fight. I I I think it's a good fight. I'm going to go out there live. I hope you'll go out there with me to watch yes, it, sir. You know that it, people think, oh, Jersey, that's so far away. Well, you you take the path train. It's not that bad. It's almost like just being in New York City, honestly. So. You know, Yo, I, I I got real estate investments in Newark, bro. We in there. We live. There you go. There you go. So that's what I'm talking about. All right. So Nando brought up a really good, a really good point. Um, Nando has brought up a fighter, Kenny, that, that it's not officially up there yet. It's, it hasn't officially been signed, but I'm looking forward to this fight. I'm looking forward to Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez taking on the Canelo conqueror, Dimitri Bivol, in a very significant fight at 175 pounds. And look, he said it. I'm going to read it. 
Nando says, Zordo gonna demolish Felix Sturm 2.0, Bivol. Shout out to Kenny. He called you out. He called you out, Kenny. What are your thoughts? That, that is a big, big fight. Look, look at that. Look at that body shot. Mm-hmm. Look at that body shot. By, mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that body shot. Was that fight like 10 years ago? Oh, look at that. Look at that body <laughs> shot. All right, man. Look, <laughs> I actually do want to see this fight happen. Uh, as, as much as I've said nonsense, as I've said, you know, on the more serious note, I actually do want to see this fight with Bevo and Zuldo happen. Uh, specifically, yo, we got to see if Zuldo's for real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we know, we know, Bevo proved he was for real this last fight versus Canelo. By the way, I love that fucking nickname. If I was him, I'd change my shit on box rec. It'd be that Dimitri Canelo Conqueror Bevo. <laughs> that, that's what my name would be on box rec if I was Bevo. But continue, continuing forward. Yes, I do. I'd actually like to see this fight specifically because, like I said, Bevo, uh, he's shown that he has some skills. He's just fought a lot of, you know, truck drivers as the time has gone on. And, and anybody could, bro, I could fight some of the guys he's fought. And I'm not a professional boxer. And I'd look amazing, you know. So my thing is just, yo, let's put him in there against some real challenges and see what he could do. If 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 uh, Zuldo was to do great against Bevo, which I 100% doubt. If he was to hurt Bevo, which I 100% doubt. If he was to even make Bevo stumble, which I 100% doubt, I'd give him a little bit of credit. But let's see that happen first before I give him any credit. Look, I'm not a hater. I just call shit how I see it. And at this point, at this moment in time, Zuldo has not done a damn thing that is respectable and and has him deserve any respect from me. He's only fought truck truck drivers in Unieski, Boisel, and and so on and so forth. You remember the Teamsters? Like, where are you getting this truck driver information? Oh, right, you remember the team? Like, uh, is Unieski putting in overtime miles on the road that I'm unaware of? Because you need to put some respect on the name of a f- of a former Cuban national standout, dog. Yo, bro, I reached out to the national truck drivers. Uh, <laughs> not fucking around. Respect on Unieski's name. <laughs> Yo, he he's one of the top dogs in the national roster for Truck Drivers Association. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but it sounds funny. <laughs> Stop it. You're talking about Unieski uh, and Sullivan Barrera. Come on. Back-to-back Cuban standouts. I'm good. Back-to-back. I am good. Well, I, do th- I-, I do think Bevo easily beats him, though. I ha- Like, I haven't seen anything that Zulu does that I think is going to upset Bevo. You like those left hooks to the body? You, have you seen you like Bevo? the left hook to the body? Do you think those left left hooks to the body are going to be landing on Bevo? Uh, I should have actually said right hook to the body, actually, because he is left-handed. But yes. The, yes. It's, 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 so, so you didn't see the footwork that Bevo employed against Canelo, where Canelo yeah, could barely we're land body shots or anything. We're talking about Canelo. We're talking about Zordo right now. Yeah. Less Zordo. That's for way lesser opponents. We're a guy that's hydrated up to over 200 pounds, Kenny. So that he could beat up on his opponent easily. You know, he's like your size almost. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like my size stepping on ants. Yeah, and one and, and maybe maybe the Nando's point, the next ant is gonna be your boy Bivol. We don't know. We don't I, know. 
I'd love to see. I'd love to see. I'd love to see. I, I, I hope, do hope they sign this fight. For real, for real, for real. You know, all that shit I was saying about uh, the other point, I forgot who it was, Jesse some shit. Jesse uh, Hart. Yeah. It, 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 it's cool and all. I'd like to see that fight as well, but I do want to see Zuldo Bebo, uh specifically because Canelo Bebo cannot happen right now. I'd like to see Zuldo Bebo, and I do want to see. And then, matter of fact, I'll make my prediction from right on this moment. Right, I'll make my prediction right now. Yeah, Zuzo loses uh unanimous decision to a, a unanimous 12 round decision fight. That's how Zulu's gonna lose that fight. Unanimous UD 12 rounds. UD. Mm. Fair enough. No, nah, there ain't even gonna be a, a a ref that's gonna be like, oh, you with some crazy outlandish numbers and be like, Oh, it's a split decision. No, 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 no. It's gonna be unanimous decision, hands down, Bevo victory. Well. Let, let me put it to you this way, yo, because I got my weight class. My weight class is ready to go. I'm going to give you guys my top five. All right. Number one, 115 pounds. Number two. That's your, that's like your favorite weight class? Favorite weight class right now. Number two. Uh, and the next three, the next four weight classes are actually hard for me to, to order around. So. Uh, don't 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 get too mad with me about it. But number two is the heavyweight division. We are talking about the big boys here. All right. Number three, believe it or not, Kenny, is actually 175 pounds because I'm very intrigued by what might happen between Better Beef and between Bivol. And I also like the names that are coming up in the division too, guys like Joshua Buazzi, um, and others. All right. Uh I also like 122 pounds. We got to see MJ McDaliev take on Stephen Fulton Jr., right? And to round things out, I'm going to go with the lightweight division, 135 pounds, because we still officially have Lomachenko, Haney in the division, along with Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. So, those are my favorite weight classes, Kenny. Did I fail to mention a weight class that you, that you like that you would put up there on that list? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'd replace okay. a few of the ones that you mentioned. Uh, okay. I, I, I think some honorable mentions or some really good ones that you didn't mention is uh, 154. It's stacked. 154 is a stacked, oh, that's super a stacked division. 154, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Uh, um, Although everything seems locked up with Spence and 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 Crawford, oh, well, I think well. that that welterweight has a lot of come up and coming great fighters too. And I think that I think that once uh, uh, Spence and Bud leave that division and move up to 154, if they end up doing that, I think that 147 is going to be a prime time division. I think we all going to be watching that. So just yeah, those, yeah. those two. That's you know, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe I got to swap out one of those those ones at, at one four. you know what? i'm gonna swap out the lightweights because the fights that i want to see aren't happening and if if errol spence jr does happen with um with uh but, but. Crawford, that that will be a huge 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 fight so it's contingent on that fight happening it's contingent yeah because that opens everything up yeah because my problem with 147 so far kenny is this i mean all the fights i want to see they don't fucking happen i want to see bud crawford against uh errol spence i want to see virgil ortiz against uh boots Innes or against connor ben i want to see those guys in the mix fighting each other 
fuck it, give me Stanny Onis. I'll take him in the mix too, but we're not getting the fights we want to see. So talent-wise, it's there, but I'm not getting the fights I want to see. I think I think PBC uh, was really destroying 147 for some time there. And I hope that that is certainly over because it seems like the wrong side of the street talks are coming to an end for two of the top fighters currently, that being Errol Spence and that being Gervonta Tank Davis, who's you, who are both talking about the wrong side of the street conversation is over. You know, they're both trying to fight the dudes on the other supposedly. We're not there in the contract dis- discussions. We're not there behind the doors. We only see the shit that they post on social media. So got to take everything with a grain of salt. So uh, Nando saying, did you see what the WBC did today with Thurman? I have not seen what they've done today with Thurman. Last I heard about Thurman, they were talking about a catchweight fight with Lada. So I, I don't know. Um I'm looking up news reports now. I'm not seeing anything dropping about the WBC and Thurman in, in my Google news feed. So um, I don't I don't really know what to, what to think about that one. But maybe maybe you can enlighten us, uh, Nando. And uh, and yeah, so look, Kenny, another episode of Mano a Mano uh, completed. Anything else you'd like to drop or say that you haven't addressed so far? Nah, man, it's been great. Uh, I, I myself been slacking on my own channel, but I'll be back at some point. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been a great show, great episode. It's always a pleasure to be here with my man, Maestro. You already know, coming to you live from New York. Let's do it. 100%. So the news is that they elevated him to a number one contender. I didn't know that that was news. I thought that they, they made this last fight an eliminator fight. So maybe they just like double down on it. Number one contender. That is a little uh a little weird there if you ask me. Number one contender. Why? Why? For 147? How does that make any sense whatsoever? Uh it's foolish. Uh you said that was the WBC. Yeah, WC is open for that payola, payola. Uh, I'm uh, my astro dropped out real quick. I'm assuming he will be back really quickly to say goodbye to everybody. Hopefully, nothing happened with his connection or nothing along those lines. But here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I told you he'd be right back. So there you go. Yeah, technical difficulties. It happens. It happens. So check out check out Kenny. All right. Um, link is in the description box. Make sure you hit the like, the subscribe, ding the notification bell. Kenny, drop the link to your chat in the chat here live uh, for everybody to go click over. All right, this was another edition of Mano a Mano. I want to thank everyone, especially all of my subs, including him uh, himself, Nando. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all take care. Yeah. 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 Yeah, chrome hearts at the Caesars Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you could be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe was eating barrets, you can't see the marriage. 
So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it With rocket power with ASICs But the next one's coming with cases And witness protection facelifts For the fans, why hit them with kabams When a germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams Panhandling brilliance with lyrics all in their hands Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan but I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L